0: And if you're anything like me, November means all of the soups and stews and cozy meals as we prepare for the colder winter months, no matter where you are in the world. Okay, maybe if you're in Australia, you're opposite us, but if you're in the Northern Hemisphere... It's gonna get a little bit chillier here and it's time to bring out those cozy meals. And one of my favorite ways to bring out the cozy meals with a little bit less hands-on effort is with the slow cooker. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week, and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort, let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible By simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life healthy mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Last month on the podcast, we talked about the Instant Pot, another one of my favorite tools for less hands-on cooking. But over on Instagram, I was really surprised to hear that most of you actually prefer the slow cooker. If it's because you're intimidated by the Instant Pot and you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly recommend you hop over there. But if you are a slow cooker lover or someone who wants to bring more slow cooker meals into your life, But maybe feel like slow cooker meals are bland or textureless, today's episode is for you. Before we dive in, as with the Instant Pot episode, there is also a one-page slow cooker 101 printable attached to this episode, so head to the show notes for that link. You'll also get 10 of my favorite recipes to cook in the slow cooker in the email with the attachment as well. For more family-friendly slow cooker recipes, be sure to join the Healthy Mama Cooking Club! For just $3 a month, you will get weekly meal inspiration delivered directly to your inbox Member exclusive recipes. You can also choose to get bonus podcast episodes and a seasonal family mix and match meal plan, and of course, my monthly live casual cooking class. All right, let's dive in to how to make your slow cooker meals more delicious. To start, I'm not going to be going over types of slow cookers like I did with the Instant Pot because honestly, most of them work pretty much the same, and I don't think you need a fancy, expensive slow cooker. I had a slow cooker that I bought at Canadian Tire when my husband and I moved in together, and I had it for 10 years and then my current slow cooker i was actually gifted by a friend and those are the slow cookers that i've created all of my slow cooker recipes with so you definitely don't need something fancy the one that i was gifted is probably about a 70 to 100 slow cooker that was a few years old so ideally you just want one that has three features you want high and low temperature and then you also want a warming feature If you don't have a warming feature, that's okay. You at least want high and low and uh, pretty much all slow cookers are going to have that option. I prefer oval-shaped slow cookers because you can hold larger pieces of meat and hold chickens better. But if you have a round slow cooker, that's okay as well. And similar to the Instant Pot, you just want to go for one that's big enough for your family size. There are obviously mini slow cookers. But most slow cooker recipes are going to serve four to six. So you want something medium to large in order to hold those recipes. So let's start with some slow cooker basics and some slow cooker benefits. And then we'll talk about what you can cook in the slow cooker. So in a slow cooker, the heat starts at the base of the slow cooker and it works its way up the sides. And as the unit starts to get hot, it heats the food slowly and pretty much at the same rate for a long period of time. So it's low and slow cooking, similar to braising in the oven. So the steam from the heat within the slow cooker creates a vacuum seal with the lid, if you've got a good slow cooker. And so basically you're kind of braising slash steaming your food. And one of the benefits of this is that it retains moisture during cooking, which is why it's so great For larger pieces of meat, because it keeps it nice and moist. Because the liquid isn't evaporating, it's not becoming concentrated. So, when you're making a soup or a stew, you're not gonna see that reduction in liquid. Sometimes you're actually going to see an increase in liquid coming from the vegetables. So, sometimes soups will appear to have more liquid rather than less, even though they have the same ingredients as you started with. So, generally, you're gonna wanna cook anything that you can cook low and slow. In the slow cooker. This also means that because it's all cooking at the same rate, everything is going to be a similar texture in the slow cooker. I'm going to give you some tips so that you can mix things up a little bit. Sometimes you want that, sometimes you don't. So the biggest benefits of the slow cooker is it's super convenient. It is a set it and forget it cooking method, so you can put whatever you need to cook into the slow cooker. You can set it and you can go about your day It's generally safe to do so if your slow cooker is working properly, and we'll talk about how to make sure your slow cooker is working properly. You obviously want it to be food safe, um, but most slow cookers, as long as they're working properly, are very food safe. And it gives meats especially a really great texture. It's really great for soups, stews, curries, and braises, similar to the instant pot. But again, it's a different cooking method. The Instant Pot uses pressure and the slow cooker uses that steam mechanism to cook things low and slow, where the Instant Pot uses pressure to cook things fast. So they kind of cook in an opposite way, but they have a similar overall result. So I use the slow cooker in the Instant Pot for similar things, but also different things as well. So what can you cook in the slow cooker? I already mentioned any soups any stews, any chilies, any curries, anything that you want, whatever the ingredients are in there, whether they are, whether it's meat or beans, to cook low and slow and really develop those flavors. You can also cook large pieces of meat. So I love cooking roasts, so pot roast, pork roasts, carnitas, barbacoa. You can cook all of these in the slow cooker. I love cooking a whole chicken in the slow cooker as well. You can also do chicken breast, that you shred later on for pulled chicken, pulled pork. There's any large pieces of meat are ideal in the slow cooker, unless you're looking for that sear, which you can do ahead of time, but you're not going to get that long-term in the slow cooker. So the sear will help to, and I'll talk about this later, but the sear will help to seal in some of that flavor and bring on some of that Maillard reaction, that browning that you see on the meat, but it's not going to stay with that, like, Crispy top to it. Same thing when you're cooking a chicken in the slow cooker, you might get a little bit of golden on the top, but it's definitely not going to have the same crispy skin texture as if you were roasting a chicken. So it's just a different result, kind of depends on what you're looking for. And of course, if you're trying to cook out of convenience versus out of, I want to roast a chicken that has crispy skin and this particular flavor, you can get great, great flavor and great texture out of slow cooked meats. It's just, again, different than a different cooking method like cooking it in the oven. You can also make sauces in the slow cooker. So applesauce and apple butter are great in the slow cooker. On the sweet side, you can also make tomato sauces. I don't recommend any dairy-based sauces because those don't do very well in the slow cooker. You can cook dried beans in the slow cooker, though it's not my preference. I prefer the Instant Pot or the slow or, or the stove top if it's going to take you a long time anyway, you might as well use the stove top because it's a little bit easier to control. I find with the slow cooker, it's a lot more difficult to get that texture you want. It's either not quite done and then you have to kind of figure out how long to keep them on for, or they're overdone and then you have mushy beans and that's not great either. So not my preference. But you can do that you can do slow cooker steel cut oats in and i've done that before and that works out really well and you can also do mulled cider or mulled wine in the slow cooker which are two of our favorites in the fall and winter if we are having people over so cooking in the slow cooker could not be simpler so i'm not going to spend a lot of time on this but essentially you just add your food to the slow cooker and you turn it on. That's literally it. You want something that is either going to create moisture, so a roast that has some fat on it, or a chicken, obviously, that has skin on it, or you want to put in some sort of a liquid. So vegetables will release liquid as well. So you need something that's going to create that steam that has some sort of moisture in it, or you have to add your own liquid. But Basically, you're just putting things in the slow cooker and turning it on and deciding if you want it to be on high for a shorter amount of time or on low for a longer amount of time. And again, that kind of depends on what you're looking for. For things like larger cuts of meat, I recommend that low and slow, kind of the longer the better, especially if you want to shred them If because meat muscles need time to relax and time to break down. As a rule of thumb, You typically want to cook about half the time on high as you do on low. So usually, typically, it's four to five hours on high and eight to ten hours on low. You can get away with six to eight hours on low for most soups, stews, and curries. So in general, four to ten hours. You typically are not going to need more than ten hours in the slow cooker unless you're cooking bone broth. And oh my goodness, I can't believe I mentioned my favorite thing to cook in the slow cooker. I told you that a whole chicken is my favorite thing to cook in the slow cooker. But my next favorite thing is to take that whole chicken, just take all the meat off of it, leave the bones in, add carrots, celery, onion, any sort of herbs I have on hand, some garlic, fill it up with water and leave it overnight in the slow cooker, strain it in the morning. And I have a ton of bone broth to use in soups all season long. And, or really, it's probably going to last me a couple of weeks, but I do that once or twice a month. So I continuously have broth in the fall and winter time. So that's one of my absolute favorite things to do. So that's how you cook in your slow cooker. Super easy, which is why so many people love the slow cooker. But the main reason people don't love the slow cooker is because oftentimes food can taste a little bit bland or textureless. Like everything kind of has the same texture. And like I mentioned, it's generally all being cooked with the same cooking method So it is kind of going to have all the same texture. It's not like a soup where you can add ingredients in at different times. Though you can, in some cases, with the slow cooker, which I'll mention. Typically, everything's kind of cooking all at the same time at the same rate. So it's easy for vegetables to get a bit more mushy than you want them to. Same thing with meat. There's not a lot you can do to control the slow cooker. Now, again, that's not usually why we're cooking in the slow cooker, Unless you're like, okay, I want my roast to be really moist and fall off the bone or whatever that might be. Now, that's when you're looking for that texture in the slow cooker. But most of the time, the slow cooker is out of convenience. It's set it and forget it. So it kind of depends on what you're going for. But what I want to share with you is 10 quick tips for better slow cooked food. Tip number one, fill your slow cooker halfway. Like the Instant Pot, do not overfill your slow cooker. It will make it harder and it'll take longer for things to cook if you overfill your slow cooker because you need that steam circulating and creating that seal in the slow cooker. So you don't want to be overfilling your slow cooker, but you do want enough moisture to create enough steam. So you want to fill it about halfway with whatever you're putting in there. Tip number two, sear your meat before you put it in the slow cooker. I can't say this enough. It really does make a difference in the flavor of the meat. I want you to season your meat first. Okay, this is so important. You want to season every part of your dish, right? That's kind of hard to do in the slow cooker. Now, if the meat is the heart of your dish, like for a stew, for instance, you want to season that well with kosher salt, maybe some pepper, and sear that to start that Maillard reaction. That's going to give it that bit of what looks like caramelization on the outside of the meat, that sear add it to your slow cooker, and then add your other ingredients. This will make a difference in flavor. I can't recommend it enough. Same thing with larger pieces of meat. Give it a sear on all sides, then pop it in the slow cooker. Tip number three, season well and season early. Okay, we've talked about this before, but it's it always bears reminder that you want to season early on in the cooking process rather than dumping in salt at the end because it won't have the same depth of flavor. Whatever you're cooking won't have the same depth of flavor if you add salt at the end. So make sure that you are seasoning ahead of time. That's with salt and with any sort of dry herbs or hearty fresh herbs like thyme, rosemary, sage, where you want to infuse that, bay leaves, where you want to infuse that flavor in over time. So season season. Every part, if you can, so that means season the meat when you sear that and put it in and then season the dish entirely. Be mindful if you're using some sort of a broth, if it is a regular sodium broth, like a high sodium broth, every broth is a little bit different, which is why I recommend you experiment with your favorite broths and choose one that has medium to low sodium, because then you can control the seasoning a little bit better of that. Uh, With that, with a low sodium or no sodium broth, like if you're making it yourself or if you're buying one at the store, and like I've mentioned, I do both, but definitely season it well and season it early. Tip number four, make sure your vegetables are the same size. Vegetables cook at different rates. However, the best thing that you can do is make sure your vegetables are generally the same size when you put them in. If things like onions and celery are a little bit smaller than, say, your carrots and your parsnips, that's totally fine. You just know that those are not going to have the same texture as the bigger carrots and parsnips. So if that's what you're going for, that's great, but you don't want things much bigger than other, or you don't want some vegetables much bigger than the other vegetables if you don't want them to stand out and or not cook at the same rate as other vegetables. Different moisture and fiber content means vegetables cook at different rates, but if it's going to be in the slow cooker all day, you at least want them to be about the same size so they cook at closer to the same rate. Tip number five, we're still on veggies here. Add in your greens at the end. Please do not add in your green vegetables early on in cooking anything that's green. So this can be broccoli, this can be green beans, and also any sort of green leafy vegetables like your spinach, your kale, your Swiss chard, any of those. Unless you're doing like a slow cooked collard greens, you want to put these in at the very end within the, the last half an hour to hour of cooking. So they just cook but don't get overcooked and mushy because mushy broccoli, it's just not that great. Same thing with green beans. And then you don't want your greens really falling apart in in the slow cooker. You want to be able to taste them. And this will provide a little bit of extra texture we mentioned so things aren't totally textureless. I have an autumn beef and vegetable stew that's made with pumpkin beer. Oh my gosh, it's so good in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. And within that, I add the green beans towards the end because this uh, that's actually an instant pot recipe, but you can still make it in the slow cooker. And I add in the green beans at the end and then it just, it gives them a better texture. And even though it's a stew and everything's kind of similar texture, it just adds that little bit of something extra. Tip number six. I kind of jumped ahead and mentioned this already, but I'm gonna mention it again. Make sure, as with any super stew, this isn't just for the slow cooker. Make sure your dry herbs are going in at the beginning, with the exception of thyme, rosemary, sage, and bay leaves, which you can put in at the beginning and pull out at the end for extra flavor. So you can put those in whole and just pull out the st- uh, the sticks, the stems, <laughs> the sticks. You can, They are sticks. You can pull out the stems at the end. This is one of my favorite ways to add flavor without having lots of like big pieces of something like sage in a super stew. You still get that flavor without those big pieces that might overpower. But make sure dried herbs, Italian seasoning, herb de Provence, any of those are going in early because they need moisture and time for that, for those aromatic compounds to open up and to really infuse into your dish. Tip number seven add dairy last same thing with the instant pot you don't want to put anything dairy based in the slow cooker to start some people will it's not my preference if you're going to add in cream something like that add it in at the end leave it in just long enough to let it heat up and i recommend using some sort of a full fat dairy like a heavy cream because or a coconut milk same thing if it's a milk Don't add it in until the end because it'll separate. And so, something that's a little bit uh, heavier will stand up to heat a little bit better. But you still want to make sure it's not super hot when you put it in. Tip number eight don't use frozen items. Please don't put frozen items in the slow cooker like you do in the instant pot. This is not food safe. I don't care what anyone's told you, your food is going to be in the danger zone which is the zone where foodborne illnesses are more prevalent, it's going to be in the danger zone for too long. So please do not put anything frozen in your slow cooker. I've seen people go, oh, you can put a whole frozen chicken in your slow cooker in the morning and then it's perfectly done in the afternoon. I was like, yes, and you get a side of salmonella. So really, please don't do that. Don't use frozen items like you do in the Instant Pot. It's not safe. You can use frozen vegetables and add those in at the end. That's the only exception. Okay. Tip number nine, if you are adding in any thickener like cornstarch or arrowroot, make it as a slurry first, okay? So it's mixing it with water first and add it in at the end and then give it a little bit of time to thicken. Please don't add your thickeners at the beginning. You will end up with a lumpy mess. And tip number 10, experiment with your favorite foods to put in the slow cooker. Just because you don't like this curry in the slow cooker or you don't like whole chickens in the slow cooker doesn't mean there isn't something for you to use the slow cooker for. If you have it, I want you to use it. I want you to use it to make life more convenient for you. So just take some time and experiment with what type of dishes you and your family enjoy in the slow cooker. There are some things my family enjoys in the slow cooker more than others. I like the convenience of doing a whole chicken in the slow cooker and then making broth after, but my kids do prefer me to roast the whole chicken. So I kind of mix it up and I do both depending on what we're going to use it for. When we do the whole whole chicken in the slow cooker, I make broth and then usually the leftover meat, I make enchiladas or white chicken chili in the instant pot, something like that later on. And they enjoy that or later on meaning later on in the week and they enjoy that. And so it's kind of a good compromise for everyone. So really briefly, I do want to go over slow cooker safety. I know that slow cooker people are a little less worried about than with the instant pot. But you do want to make sure that your slow cooker is up to the correct temperature. So you want your slow cooker to heat consistently around 185 degrees. This is going to keep it in a safe zone. So you can check this really easily yourself by filling your empty slow cooker with half full with just room temperature water, cover it, and heat it on low for eight hours. And then use an instant read thermometer, like one you use for meat check the water temperature right after that eight hours. So the water should be at least 180 degrees, ideally 185. Anywhere between 180 and 200 is an okay zone. More than that, you're going to be overcooking your food. Less than that, it is not food safe. You need to go to Target and get a new slow cooker. So if you are making a slow cooker meal and you have cooked it and you are like, I don't know if this is quite done, and you test it, and you test the temperature, and it's below 180, I wouldn't eat it. Honestly, I hate to ever tell you to throw away food, but if your slow cooker is older, and you don't think it's working properly, they do lose efficiency over time. That is what ended up happening with my slow cooker. I noticed that things were cooking more on one side than the other, and I tested it, and I was like, oh, this is not safe. So I tossed it, and that's when I got mine from a friend, which was really, really great. So If you happen to adopt a slow cooker from a friend or find one at a thrift store or on Facebook Marketplace, something like that, awesome. Make sure you are testing it to make sure that it is working properly before you go ahead and cook anything and serve to your family in it. Okay, so with the Instant Pot, I shared accessories that would be helpful to have with the Instant Pot. You don't need them, but you could get them. So honestly, just a meat thermometer. With the slow cooker is all I recommend. If you don't already have a meat thermometer, please go out and grab one. I'll link to my favorite on Amazon. It's like 25 bucks, which I know is not super cheap, but it's uh, it's it's worth making sure that your meat is cooked properly and that, you know, your steaks are exactly how you like them, things like that. So grab yourself a $25 instant read thermometer and you can use liners in the slow cooker. They're just not my favorite. They're not eco-friendly. I don't like the idea of cooking in plastic. That's an accessory people recommend often. I don't really think it's that much more cleanup. I just clean my Instant Pot by soaking it in hot, soapy water, and you can get anything that might be stuck off the sides after, you know, maybe 20 minutes of soaking. So that's it, friends. I hope that you will feel like the slow cooker is a tool that you can use throughout the fall and the winter to make delicious soups and stews and chilies and curries whole chickens, whole pieces of meat. It's such a great tool. I don't think it's intimidating for people like the Instant Pot is so much as people are just like, "Ugh, everything tastes the same in the slow cooker. But I think if you understand that you need to season early, you need to season every component of the dish, you need to sear your meat, you can add your veggies in at the end for better texture. Just using some of these tips will make the slow cooker just a little bit more delicious, and maybe a little bit more appealing to use in this fall and winter. And I am all about giving you guys solutions for getting meals on the table just that much more efficiently, just that much more easy. And honestly, coming home at the end of the day and having dinner ready to go just put into bowls is such a huge benefit of using the slow cooker. So I hope you'll pull out your slow cooker this fall and winter. Let me know if you have any questions. Join me over in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. You can ask me questions anytime via messenger, or you can comment on any of the polls or any of the uh, community shares that we have going on over there. It is the best place to connect with me, get your questions answered. And obviously, get all of the bonuses that are over there as well. So check that out at patreon.com slash Chris. Don't forget about the free Slow Cooker 101 printable. The link is in the show notes for that as well. And I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Mama's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mentioned, head to healthymamachris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at healthymamacris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.